Welcome to Software Security Chat Chat number 267 for the 7th of December 2017. I'm John Shire and I'm sitting in the chair today and joining me is Claudio Stanka from Canalis. Welcome, Claudio. Thank you. Canalis is a market research firm that focuses on the channel, but in your words, can you tell our listeners who may not be familiar with your company, what is Canalis and what does it do? Well, Canalis is a, is a global firm. Uh, we have uh, offices around the globe from uh, Europe to Asia, passing through the North America. And uh, as you said, channel is our uh, main differentiator, our focus on, on the channel and channel partners. Our clients are the vendors. We do sell information to them, but our focus on the channel, our channel community called Candefero, which counts uh, at least 11,000 partners worldwide, is what allows us to create quite unique piece of research because we can leverage uh, this huge community that we've built through the years for our research. So if a vendor wants to know something specific, we can ask 11,000 people that question and we can leverage that data for in order to give unique answers to our to our vendors. Within Canalis, we have different teams. We focus on uh, mobility, smartphone, tablets. Uh, we focus also on uh, enterprise. We have infrastructure team. We have the security team of which I'm part. And obviously, we have our channels team. That's great. And that gives us a better understanding for what Canalis does. And being a vendor that is exclusively dealing with the channel, that's really important for us to have a forum with which we can talk to our partners, but also have um, an organization such as yourselves to, to help us connect those different pieces together. And so the reason we're together right now is because we're at the uh, Canalis Channels Forum in Perth, Australia, and you've been doing this around the world. Uh, but before we get to that, um, you're one of the research analysts. So can you just tell us a little bit about what your role is and the kinds of things that you focus on? Yes. So as I was saying before at Canalis, we have different teams and uh, I'm part of the security team. So I do focus on uh, IT security. I look at the market uh, on a global scale. We do focus on enterprise solutions. We don't track consumer products. And uh, our research is uh, both quantitative and qualitative. So we do publish every quarter our uh, estimates of the market. And together with that, we do also qualitative analysis. So we will, for example, publish reports about the latest developments and trends of the security industry. Being that we're here at the Channels Forum, this is kind of your marquee event that uh, you guys are running uh, every year. Um, how many years have you guys been doing this for now? So this was the 20th event, summing up all the events done in EMEA, LATAM and APAC. This is the last event for you, right? You've been going to all of the events. You got to travel to some beautiful places, I'm sure. Uh, anything stand out in all the different countries you went to this year? Well, so far, the, the best experience was at the end of the um, Canalis Channel Forum in, uh, in Europe, in Venice, uh, when we had our um, staff party at the end of the, the last day. And uh, we were in the like presidential suite at the Hilton uh, in, uh, in Venice, and that was... Uh, it was really gorgeous. Never saw anything like that before. Seeing as you went to the three events, you, you were asked to participate in a lot of these, uh, the breakouts and, and some of the keynotes. I want to talk to you a little bit about the, the three events and you mentioned what you were doing at some of them and that, you know, it involved GDPR, it involved some um, managed security risk conversations as well as some roundtables around security as a service. So GDPR, it, it, this, this thing's come barreling down the tracks at us and a lot of people uh, are still a little bit 
hazy as to what are the implications to my business? How am I going to remain compliant? And you know, what can I do today in order to not fall afoul of the law tomorrow? Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys talked about in that GDPR track and, and some of the takeaways that you had? Yeah, that was a very interesting panel. GDPR, you're right, is about to come and a lot of people are not ready. And uh, there's no such thing as being 100% GDPR compliant, but there is a, such a thing as being 80% compliant at least and a lot of people are zero percent compliant right now and uh, the time is running out and we've seen also with uh, with our market research that a lot of companies are actually delaying investments so we expect that coming may 2018 there will be a lot of panic when people will actually realize that yeah gdpr can can hit me as well taking that and thinking about some of the other stuff that you've done, uh, believe it, the roundtable on security as a service. Uh, does this present an opportunity now for many of your partners and the vendors that you're working with to help out and, and get these companies ready and, and be more proactive about getting GDPR ready? And, and how does security as a service fit into that? Well, uh, security as a service gives the opportunity, for example, for also smaller enterprises to adopt uh, proper solutions. And, uh, and smaller companies are those that are delaying investment investments the most. First of all, because they think that GDPR don't affect them because they think, oh yeah, I don't have data about like customers. But what they don't understand is that, for example, even uh, human resource data, no? the data of your employees is personal data that someone could steal. And if that happens, you're, uh, you're liable. So SaaS will help spreading better security solutions and um, the rise of SaaS brings uh, some problems because for example for channel partners specifically the problem lies in the fact that the channel partner finds a client the client gets a product the channel partner gets his percentage comes renewal the client goes directly to the to the vendor and they both forget about the the channel partner so we were talking about this issue specifically yesterday during the, the round table and there was a channel partner participating saying that his way to solve this problem was to take the product bundle it together with the other services rebrand it and sell it as its own solution together with the vendor one and this was a good way to keep the the channel partner in the loop it definitely is important to keep the channel partners involved. I think all sorts of vendors from big ones to little ones need people on the ground that are trusted advisors to the local companies in their area, people that really understand the culture of the business, the, the business environment and those kinds of things. So keeping your channel partners active and involved, I think is really important. It's really one one of the reasons why at Sophos we've decided to to do that is to, uh, to go to a 100% channel model is, is just to have that not only that force multiplier, but also have that active community engagement. So lastly, as, as we kind of segue through the different uh, events that you've done, it was about managed security services. And it seems to me that this is one area that is getting increased adoption from companies that might otherwise think of security as a nice to have as opposed to a must have. And because of that, the nice to have means, well, sometimes I may not implement all the different controls and tools that I need to to be a secure organization because I don't have the people, I don't have the resources to deal with that. And managed security services gives you the opportunity to implement security the same way that the larger companies do with the bigger budgets. And so uh, again, so some impressions that you had from that particular discussion and any takeaways yes yeah, so as you said correctly many enterprises don't have the people and this is another topic that we've actually touched 
during uh, the event, the skills gap, the lack of uh, expertise from uh, an end customer side. So managed security service providers are really helpful in this, in solving this problem, but also in creating tailored solutions for enterprises because every enterprise is different from one another and everyone needs its own solution depending the vertical, depending the size of the company, depending the business, etc. So definitely we will see a steep growth in MSSPs and I think Sophos is right in focusing so much on the channel and helping them help their customers and creating solutions that are compatible with the services that the MSSP will build on top of Sophos solutions. Absolutely. Uh, we do have, as part of our central uh, dashboard, we, we have a focus on partners that we've had for a little while, but we're increasingly uh, adding some capabilities and some ability for partners to manage the different accounts of the, their customer base. So I, I think it's just a win all around when we can get more people adopting security and doing it in a way that uh, enables the business, but also enables uh, economic growth by employing partners to be able to do this workforce. I, I think we, you know, we all benefit from that. One of the things that I noticed from being at this event, there are not just security partners here. There's different types of services, different types of hardware. You know, we've got the uh, the, the laptop manufacturers and I saw some, some IoT devices and I saw some uh, data center solutions and all sorts of things, which means that you've got partners that are focusing on some of those things as well. What I want to know is throughout the years and throughout the events here, as security is increasingly getting more top of mind for organizations, are you seeing some of the strategy and focus from the channel partner's perspective switching to security? So they may be a data center play today or, or you know, data center focus today, uh, but they're starting to see that security ties in and is integral to securing the data center. So are they adopting security practices now within their organizations? Yes, definitely. Also comparing to what I've seen uh, the last year's events, I've noticed a much deeper focus on security from uh, a lot of channel partners. Uh, as you were saying, someone who focuses on data centers realizes that security is uh, an element that uh, is um, fundamental in every aspect of the of the data center itself, of the network and infrastructure. So channel partners are, are catching up. So we do see channel partners that are security only focused, but we see also a lot of channel partners that were born focusing on something different, but that are not as much shifting, but that there are integrating security solutions in their offerings. One last thing I want to talk to you about. Let's uh, bring in just one little piece of news here. I was reading on Naked Security this morning. There's a doll, an IoT device out there that uh, interacts with children. Uh, the children can ask it a question and it can reply back. And all of this hinges on the fact that the there's an app on a phone that will contact the internet to pose it the question and then fetch the answers. Um, now, they've been slapped uh, around a little bit because uh, in the past, they've been told that there were issues. They, as a matter of fact, they had a vulnerability on their cloud side that allowed anybody to reply back. Um, and there was uh, examples of, um, I believe there were some sentences from Fifty Shades of Grey or something like that that would come out of your child's toy. So in the spirit of privacy and things like GDPR, it's not just companies that have to really think about PII and personal information and privacy. Uh, we're coming up on the holiday shopping season. A lot of these toys now are starting to become smart. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on that and how security and privacy is not just a corporate game anymore, but it's, it's everybody's game? 
Yes, exactly. Everyone has to be very careful about what data decides to share. And um, all these devices that are always connected from uh, toothbrushes to baby monitors, they can be hacked. They can be used as a, as a backdoor to access uh, your Wi-Fi. And you have to be extremely careful when you decide to buy a product because most of the time these products won't have security embedded and they will represent something dangerous that you're putting in your house. So you definitely have to be careful when making a purchase like that. Great. So as you're out there shopping for gifts for your partners, your spouses, your kids, whomever, your business partners, your CEO, uh, just bear in mind that uh, you know security is got to be now one of the considerations, especially with all of these connected things. On that note, I will conclude Sophos Security Checklist Chat number 267. For all of your security news, you can surf on over to nakedsecurity.sophos.com. And if you want to get a hold of this podcast, you can find it on TuneIn, uh, the Apple Store, or wherever you find quality podcasts. And with that, stay secure.